Grand Rising, beautiful soul family. I'm Coach Susie, and welcome to the Beyond Abuse podcast, a show about the power and benefits of using self-love and hope to overcome self-doubt, depression, anxiety, and panic attacks resulting from the trauma and abuse of our past. I love sharing my story, but I love showcasing other badass men and women who learn to turn their pain into purpose. And they're using that gift to help other men and women transform their mindset from victim to victor. Today, I have the pleasure and honor of showcasing Joy Larkin. She is a life coach, executive director, public speaker, mentor, and counselor. She's the founder and CEO of Live Narc Free, an organization that helps individuals learn how to reclaim their well-being, self-esteem, love, relationship, and how to break free from narcissistic abuse. Joy believes in a society of strong, beautiful, and powerful people who can accomplish anything by overcoming any struggles in their way and maintaining high standards for themselves. Welcome, Joy, and thank you so very much for being on the podcast today. How are you doing? I am doing well, and thank you for that wonderful intro. <laughs> thank you for having me. <laughs> Absolutely. You know, um, it's funny because I, when I first stumbled on your YouTube channel and I saw it, I was like, oh my goodness, like the, the knowledge and the wisdom that you're helping people, you know, uh, notice the signs, you know, of, about narcissistic abuse, because I believe it is very prevalent. But the more people start speaking out about it and making people aware of it, I think that we can all as a collective combat that and, and, and start holding people accountable for their abusive behavior. So just tell, tell us how you got started with that and a little bit of your backstory and um, how you turned your pain into purpose and you're serving, helping other people. Yeah. So, um, Basically, my story was I when I was 17, I moved to um, Los Angeles, California from Delaware. Um, while I was living in Delaware, I was staying with my aunt, um, which I later found out that she was a narcissist. Mm -hmm. And um, while I was living with her, you know, just trying to find my way in life, um, I met a guy on Twitter, which, you know, it was business in the beginning, but later turned into something more. Mm -hmm. um, but I found out that he was a narcissist as well. And along my journey, um, I was working at this uh, call center job. Um, and I later met this other guy and I found out that he was a borderline, which they're very similar to narcissists, but still toxic, unhealthy mm -hmm. kind of relationship. And, you know, how I got started on all of this was, you know, because all of these people that I had met or, you know, my aunt and then the two guys, it was just more so like I was feeling lost. I, I had a lot of pain that I was feeling and I didn't know what to do. I didn't know where to turn to. I feel like people didn't really understand what I was going through. So I felt like, you know, well, if I could share my story with someone else, um, maybe they may have been scared or afraid to say something. I'm like, okay, well, I can speak out about my story and maybe it can help someone else. Mm -hmm. And so that's kind of like how I got started on this journey with helping people overcome narcissistic abuse. Awesome. So did your, did your aunt raise you? Was she like your, your mother or um, caregiver? 
Well, um, at the time, when, like I said, when I was 17, um, I moved to L.A. And, yeah, she was kind of like my legal guardian mm. at the time due to, you know, um, having a death in the family, which, you know, was very devastating. Um, so I, I had to kind of pick up my bags and move. Mm -hmm. And, you know, she knew everything that I was going through. But, you know, she didn't really care, obviously. Mm -hmm. um, and so just really treated me the way essentially she felt about herself, but was mm -hmm. just kind of projecting that onto me, unfortunately. So, yeah. Yeah. And, and we know that that's how that's how they do, because they I mean, because they've they've been raised by, you know, narcissistic parents as well. I mean, I believe, you know, they they're just passing down what they've learned, you know, and so they're passing down learned behavior. Um, so yeah. how how did you how did you figure out that she was, in fact, a narcissistic and how did you escape or how did you get get yourself out of that situation? Well, to be honest with you, I really didn't know that she was a narcissist until after mm -hmm. I had already moved out. Mm -hmm. But I just realized that she would say things to me that would really hurt my feelings. Mm -hmm. It would really make me feel uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. And um, she really invalidate, invalidated like my whole being. It was like nothing that I ever did was okay. Like, you know, everything that I did was wrong. And mm -hmm. she didn't support just like things that interest me, like mm -hmm. whether it was goals or hobbies or aspirations and things that I desired, wow. she went against that because it was like she wanted really to control me. Mm -hmm. And she was, in a sense, kind of like competing with me. Mm -hmm. And I, I didn't even know that, you know, um, so that and how I got away from her. I didn't even know I was doing this at the time because like <sighs> I said, I didn't even know she was a narcissist. Mm -hmm. But um, I was going to this college. Um, I went to a college called Fullerton and I just got my associate's degree in general studies. But, you know, I had uh, majored in music. I'm, I'm really like a huge fan of music. Mm -hmm. And um, that college in particular, it was called Cal State Dominguez Hills. It was about 30 minutes away from where we lived at, because we lived in Orange County, California. Mm -hmm. And where the college was at was in a um, city called Carson. Mm -hmm. So it took me a while to get there. So I, I thought to myself, well, you know, well, maybe if I moved out, you know, and I had roommates, it would be a little bit more commutable for me. I wouldn't have to be in traffic all day. And you know, I have more time to focus on my studies and on my work, you know. Right. So I was like, okay, let me, I had to get two jobs to help me to be able to move out. Um, and so that way it'd be easier for me to go back and forth to class and school and mm -hmm. still to work and all that kind of stuff. So that's how I escaped was I was able to move out. And I didn't even know I was actually escaping. Right. <laughs> um, but that's how, that's how it started. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's funny, like when you're in it, you don't know, especially like when you have dealt with that, like your pretty much your whole life, you don't know that this yeah. is exactly what you're dealing with until you're actually out of the situation. And it's like, you start seeing things like gaslighting and, uh, yeah. you know, love bombing and, and all this other stuff. And you start yeah. reading up on this stuff. And it's like, oh my goodness, I was in a narcissistic, abusive relationship. So how did you, how did you begin your healing? And then when did you start realizing that, you know what, hey, maybe I better start helping somebody else to um, to to notice the signs, recognize the signs so that they, too, can leave their narcissistic abusive relationships? 
Yeah, that's a good question. So how, when, when I started healing or how I started healing was for one, I had to go no contact with mm -hmm. um, the male narc in my life before I, I, cause I was still in contact with my aunt, you know, cause she was family. I like grew up with her, mm -hmm. you know, back even like as a, as a child, but in regards to the male narc I was dealing with, I had to recognize like, again, how he made me feel, you know, I wasn't happy. I felt like I wasn't really doing anything with my life. I felt like I was really intertwined in his life and I wasn't progressing and moving forward in my life. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I had seen him posting pictures of, um, there's a really popular term called the new supply. So basically it's like his new victim. What? And I'm like, okay, so he's putting this person out there and I, I had already been knowing him prior uh -huh. to this person that he's posting and he was future faking me all along and putting me on the back burner. I'm like, you know what? I'm, I deserve better than this. I'm wow. worthy of better and I want it better for myself. Mm -hmm. And so that that's when I started to do that inner healing work. Um, you know, so I, I started reading a lot of books mm -hmm. about my value, about my worth, about my mindset, mm -hmm. a lot of books about codependencies, a lot of books about post-traumatic stress disorder, mm -hmm. um, you know, uh, self-value, uh, self-esteem mm -hmm. and my mind and business too, actually, you know, to how to um, make uh, profit for myself instead mm -hmm. of, you know, being dependent on other people. That, wow. that was really like what I was curious about learning during that time. But also I really grieved a lot. I had to like mm -hmm. heal my inner child. Mm -hmm. I had to cry a lot because I felt like, you know, this narcissistic relationship between the two guys that I had and even my aunt, I don't think it was by accident. Mm -hmm. I feel like it actually had a lot to do with me growing up, you know, feeling neglected, feeling abandoned and, you know, not feeling worthy or not feeling loved enough or not even being seen or heard by my parents. And right. I know they didn't do that on purpose, but unfortunately that is what happened, you know? Mm -hmm. And so I kind of had to deal with that, you know, grieving that my childhood right. wounds and stuff and um, dealing with my fears of being alone mm -hmm. um, and feeling like I need somebody in my life. I had to really work on myself. Yeah. And another thing that helped me to heal was, um, I talk about this all the time in my YouTube videos is practicing yoga. It's really mm -hmm. good um, for mind stillness and, you know, it helps your physical body. You actually get a really good workout, but your mind, you quiet your mind because mm -hmm. there's a whole lot of stuff going on after dealing with narcissistic abuse, like the obsessions and the triggers and mm -hmm. everything that you're feeling, feeling like isolated and alone. Mm -hmm. So like if you're able to practice yoga, it really helps you to kind of quiet that down for the moment. Yeah. And when you continue to keep doing that, it just kind of gets easier every day, right? Mm -hmm. Every day that you practice it. But um, how I started helping other people, again, it was just more so I felt like, well, if I went through that traumatic, horrifying experience, I felt like, if, again, I could help somebody else. And if I could do that, not only would I be able to heal, but I can help somebody else heal. And the story was is that um, there was a video that I did in particular. It actually went viral. Um, it was called The Narcissist Has a New Girlfriend and a New Supply. Um, Susie, I had no idea that this video was going to go viral. Like the first two videos that I did prior to this had a couple of views, like uh -huh. maybe one or two comments. But this video in particular, I think a lot of people felt it. Mm -hmm. They related to it. And when I posted it, like I said, two weeks, I got like 60 something comments. Wow. Um, 10,000 views. Wow. And people was like, wow, Joy, I'm so happy you said you spoke out. Wow. You know, I was feeling the same way, but I was afraid to say something. I'm so happy you were mm -hmm. strong. You had the courage to come out and speak out. And I was just like, okay, this is what I'm supposed to be doing. Right. So that's wow. how I started. Wow.
Wow, that's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And and that feels good too, right? Because it's like, you know what? Everything that you went through is serving the purpose, mm-hmm. right? Because, yeah. because I think that a lot of people are afraid, you know? And then the thing mm-hmm. is, is that a lot of people are afraid to leave. A lot of people mm-hmm. are, just like you said, you have to be able to be alone. Be alone because that's yeah. really what attracts the narcissist, right? Yes. Yes. Because they they know that you are looking for love. You're looking for love outside Mm -hmm. of yourself and and you you like smell or something like they have this scent or something that, you know, it's like, oh, yeah, that one right there. You know, so it's it's very important for you to really love yourself and to notice the signs. So share with us like a couple how if I didn't know, you know, Mm-hmm. what what are the signs of a narcissist tell me what's the signs yeah. like for anybody who's listening on my podcast <laughs> yeah definitely that's a great question so basically um and again this could be a friend a family member a partner um just someone that's very um self-absorbed um they lack empathy um they don't have the ability to love Um, you know, they don't take accountability and responsibility for their actions. Um, they have this false self ego, this grandiosity of themselves of having pain, um, excuse me, fame, power, and success. And it's nothing wrong with having that, but a lot of times they have this, you know, exploiting other people, Mm -hmm. you know, um, mistreating other people. They'll get that by any means. So that that's their view of power, fame, and success. And then, um, you know, just manipulation and, you know, the silent treatment and projecting negative energy onto other people, just really just bad vibes overall, Mm -hmm. you know, very um, hateful kind of people. So, Mm -hmm. yeah, absolutely. So um, I know that you said no contact, because that's a huge thing when you're dealing with a narcissistic person, because they don't they don't like that. They don't like Yeah. no contact, but you have to go no contact for your benefit. Can you explain why it's important for us to go no, no contact with the narcissist? Yes, I would say because we could get tempted to go back into that toxic negative cycle of abuse, you know, um, because we may miss them or we could feel like there's hope. We could feel like maybe they're going to change. They, they may wake up one day and realize, oh, you know, I did so-and-so bad, you know, I, I need to get them back, you know, and with with that little glimmer of hope, I think that can really um, mess us up and could get us to go back to a narcissist um, when we actually should be moving forward and healing and recovering and rebuilding our lives, right? Mm-hmm. I th- think the video that I posted, I was talking about how we need to kind of change the way we view the narcissist from viewing them as a source of happiness mm-hmm. And, but we need to view them as a source of pain instead of happiness. And I think that's what kind of keep us in contact with the narcissist because we're so used to them giving us that fake happiness. Because really, you know, it's all fake. You know, mm-hmm. like you said earlier, the love bombing, you know, mm-hmm. and um, they, they do put you on a pedestal. They make you feel like, you know, you you are their everything. You know, we actually believe that we fall for that. But sooner or later, you know, they start to devalue us. And that's mm-hmm. when that mask comes down. We see the real them. But understanding that you're going to get hurt, you're going to feel a lot of pain, and you're only delaying your healing process is what's, you know, the reason why you should stay no contact. So that way you can get better for yourself and work on yourself, you know, do that inner healing work. Right? Yeah. 
So what do you recommend for people who have children with a narcissist? Because I have, I have a child and I, I have to deal with him, but I, I don't deal with him <laughs> in a sense. You know, it's like right. I, I do deal with him, but I don't, you know, and, and now he's not doing his, his part of the custody. And then he's blaming me for, you know, of course, this whole, the whole blame game and everything like that. And I don't engage with him. Like, I don't argue with him. He sends emails. I just talk about my child, you know, and her benefit right. and stuff like that. But what, what else would you recommend for someone who's dealing with a narcissist as a co-parent? Yeah, I would say, you know, really just kind of keep your emotions mm -hmm. like in check and try not to be emotionally attached to them still, because that's what they're really trying to get a reaction out of you. Mm -hmm. um, and if need be, you know, get the courts involved, mm -hmm. you know, get custody in some way and um, practice the gray rock method. What's Again, like just just no reaction and mm -hmm. just kind of keep be try to stay logical mm -hmm. about everything. Just try to stay logical and understand what's the end goal is really it's about making sure the children are, you know, safe and they're right. getting their needs met or whatever the case is. But yeah, just the gray rock method, I would say, is probably the, the best way to to deal with a narcissist. I mean, yeah, when you're co-parenting, if you have a kid with them. So, right. Yeah. Um, yeah. and a lot of people, they, uh, they don't, I think a lot of people don't even realize that they're in that situation until they get out and then they start doing like research and all that other stuff. But, um, and then a lot yeah. of people, you know, they, they really do hold out hope that, yeah. that that person will eventually change and you don't believe that they can, that they can change. Yeah, and, and I think that's what keeps a lot of people stuck. Mm -hmm. um, you know, um, one of my clients, I'm not going to mention her name because, right. you know, it's a podcast. Right. But, um, yeah, she, she was just talking about how, I mean, she, she did hold out on hope. And I, that was kind of stopping her from moving on in her life and stopping her from being happy, really. And I tried to get her to see that the narcissist is not going to change. It's up to us as the victims and our survivors. We have to be the change that we want to see, you mm -hmm. know? So yeah, they're just being themselves. They're just wow. being themselves and they're just looking for other victims that will be okay with, you know, their type of lifestyle. Mm -hmm. That's really what they're doing. And us, we, we see the real them, but we feel like, cause a lot of us were empaths and we want to mm -hmm. help people. We want to change people and heal people. But mm -hmm. The narcissist is, is no hope, usually, I would say usually because you do have some narcissists, it's a small percentage of narcissists that would potentially change, usually if there's like a midlife crisis or something that mm -hmm. happens to them and they may wake up and see the error in their ways, but that's minimum chance. Mm -hmm. I, like you don't want to wait around for that, you know, right. it's best to just you know, just take care of yourself and protect yourself and just move on with your life. But it's, it's that hope that gets a lot of us. So, mm -hmm. and, and a lot of, understand. a lot of empaths too, like when they're, when they're around a narcissist for like a long time, they tend to, to pick up those same traits. Do you, do you see yes. that until they get out? And then it's like, then they're able to be their authentic self because they they picked up some of those traits. I mean, because they were either raised by the narcissist or in a relationship with the narcissist. So they kind of took on some of those those traits, right? Yeah. 
Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. So um, how do you, or uh, tell us, do, do you do counseling? Do you have a service? Do you have a program? Mm -hmm. let, the, let the listeners know exactly um, what you have to offer for people who are either in a narcissistic abusive relationship, leaving a narcissistic abusive mm -hmm. relationship and struggling. What services or programs or um, what is what exactly do you have to offer to those people? Yes, absolutely. So um, I do have uh, video and audio courses um, that do help people and guide them on how to overcome narcissistic abuse, um, how to recognize the signs of a narcissist, how to heal emotionally after um, dealing with narcissistic abuse. And I do have um, two coaching program, excuse me, two coaching programs. One is called, um, it's a 90 day coaching program called Overcome Narcissistic Abuse, where I will guide my clients on how to overcome a narcissistic toxic relationship, you know, and I work for them for the 90 day period, whatever, you know, particular challenge or issue they have within, you know, dealing with overcoming narcissistic abuse. I work with them on how to overcome that for that 90 day period. And I also have um, turn your pain into power, mm -hmm. which is kind of like, you know, the experience of dealing with such a painful experience of narcissistic abuse and how to, you know, turn that into your power or how to turn that into your passion, meaning, you know, um, you know, not only helping yourself, but being able to help other people and making a difference and making a change and being able to um, profit from that. So, right. yeah. Awesome. And so you you are in now a healthy relationship. How? Yes. How can someone who has left a narcissistic relationship or is leaving a narcissistic relationship, what advice would you give to them um, so that they they too can still have hope or, um, you know, believe that they do that they are deserving of a healthy relationship just like you have? Yes, um, that's a beautiful question. I would say understand your worth, know your value, um, take your time. Um, don't be in a hurry to be in a relationship. Maybe you might see someone else is in one and you may feel like, man, I want to be like them. But you have to understand that there's like inner work that you have to do, meaning, like you said earlier, like spending time by yourself and knowing what you like, knowing what you dislike, finding your your purpose. Right. You kind of you have to like get you have to fall in love with yourself over again and get to know who you are. Get that love maybe that you didn't get from your parents in order to be able to be ready to attract another healthier relationship. Um, you know, but my particular story, I, you know, did all that healing work. I, I would say I was single for a while. Mm -hmm. Um, I know after the narcissistic relationship, I didn't date for like two years, wow. but even in that time period, you know, I was kind of like, you know, in, um, I would say dating, mm -hmm. I had a serious, well, it was kind of like a situation, I guess, but, <laughs> um, we were in a, yeah, we were in the connection for like two years. Um, but when I met my boyfriend, um, I was in a point in my life where I was tired of being tired. And I was just like, I know I deserve better. And I started to, I don't know if you're familiar with the law of attraction. Mm -hmm. 
Um, and I started to kind of study that a little bit, which I have studied that for quite some time. Mm -hmm. um, but there was this one guy in particular, you guys can research, his name is Jake Ducey. Mm -hmm. It's um, someone that I actually kind of watch his videos, but he talked about manifesting your soulmate or manifesting your life partner. And I was right. like, oh, that'd be cool, you know, because the, mm -hmm. the situation that I was in, I was like, I know this is not the one, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And so there was a video that he had online where he talked about um, speaking into existence, like what it is that you want, mm -hmm. right? And I was like, okay, that'd be cool. Um, so what I did was I, I listened to, he had like a little podcast where he was just like kind of saying like, I'm so happy and grateful I'm in a love and in a committed relationship mm -hmm. with the man of my dreams or like the woman of my dreams, whatever. And so I was like, I listened to it. And then there was another video he was talking about actually write down exactly what it is that you want mm -hmm. in a partner. And I was like, okay, that'd be cool. <laughs> so I wrote down and said, um, I wanted him to be tall. I wanted him to be handsome. I wanted him to I literally like wrote like all this down. I, I spoke it into existence, mm -hmm. but he's the guy in the video. He said like, write down what it is that you want in mm -hmm. a, a partner. Right. Right. And so I did all that. And then I just, I spoke out into existence. I was like, okay, I'm going to try this and see if it works. So I was like, okay, I, I'm so happy and grateful. I'm now in a loving and a committed relationship with the man of my dreams. Mm -hmm. And I'll tell you, Susie, I'd said this, let me see. I know I, I was doing this back in 2020. I'd say maybe like April was when I started speaking that out, like in existence. But mm -hmm. I'll tell you this. I was still kind of intertwined with the person that wasn't for me, mm. you know. But mm -hmm. um, I think it was uh, July 2020 is when I, you know, started talking to um, my boyfriend, uh -huh. current boyfriend now. Right. And so, um, but I, I didn't think much of it. You know, we wasn't looking, you know, right. <laughs> we were just kind of doing right. our own thing. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, and we connected and, you know, it, he was very, um, kind and nice and very professional. Um, uh, we actually, we did an interview with each other on YouTube. We were talking about mental health awareness mm -hmm. and I would say like our second interview we did, you know, we really started liking each other and it just kind of took off from there. And it was, it was cool because I was like, wow, so it's not toxic. It's, it's not a narcissist. We're looking for it, but I was like, okay, it's not there. So I'm like, okay, God must uh, answer my prayers. But I realized like I had to do that work before mm -hmm. I was ready to be able to receive that. Because I, I'll tell you this, Susie, like usually like there were, even when, when I um, had left, from California, I had went on a couple of dates and the guys, I'd say there was like maybe two or three guys that were like really genuinely interested in me. And I just pushed them away just because mm -hmm. I was so used to that toxicity. I was mm -hmm. like kind of looking for it. I wanted it. It was almost like I craved it. Right. But after I, again, I started, um, you know, just really learning to love myself. Cause I, I tell you, I, I did not love my, I didn't like myself and mm -hmm. I, I surely didn't love myself, right. but I had to really just spend some time with myself. I had to fall in love with myself yeah. and I, I had to know my worth. And once I did on top of doing all like the reading and the grieving and the crying and taking care of myself yeah. and all, all that, um, I was finally ready to receive love and give it and understand that it's like, I don't have to really do much. Like it's okay for me to just be myself yes. and still I can receive that love. I, I don't yes. have to be like this big thing. You know what I mean? Like yes. I, I could just be me and yes. somebody will accept me for me, you know? Yes. So, um, 
but yeah, I mean, it's, it's definitely possible. Mm-hmm. Um, but just understand you're on your own journey. Yeah. Um, but you have to do the inner work. Yes. You have to, you can't skip it because if you don't, you're going to keep attracting people that are abusive, people that are going to mistreat you mm-hmm. until you take your power back and you set those standards for yourself. You have those boundaries and you know what you will and what you won't yes. accept in a relationship. And once you know that, then I think you'd be ready to attract a person. But I think the man, when you manifest somebody, I, I like that because I felt like it was mm-hmm. easy to do it. Cause I didn't have to like go. Cause I felt like when I tried it, like, you know, you like sometimes we may try to do the online dating thing and I, and I don't know, it just felt like fake, you know? Right. And I was like, I just wanted to be authentic. I yes. wanted to be genuine. So mm-hmm. it all kind of worked yeah. out. And two, even though you have a healthy relationship, that person's not perfect. Cause I think a lot of people expect, you know, they expect like this self love thing to be perfect and it's not perfect, but you love, you both individually love yourselves enough to not only trust the other person, but to trust yourself as well. And because a lot of narcissistic and abusive relationships are based on not trusting because of past issues. So that's where a lot of the yeah. conflict and abuse and all that other stuff comes up because it's very codependent and all that other stuff. But when you have two healthy people, you're you're more interdependent than codependent and you're able to give your partner that space and that time and understand that they're not a perfect person, that they're going to have their days just like you have your days, right? Right. Yeah. Absolutely. That's correct. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's awesome. So um, before we leave, what is uh, some kind of empowering word or encouraging word or a word of wisdom that you can provide for someone who may watch this video, who may listen to this podcast, send them off with some kind of word of empowerment empowerment, motivation, or wisdom? Yes, absolutely. Um, Just know that um, whatever you're going through right now, um, you're going to overcome that. Um, It's not going to be overnight, um, but you have to take it it like one day at a time, like take baby steps. Mm -hmm. Um, Don't be afraid to reach out um, or seek professional help or support. Um, No one's going to judge you. No one thinks you're weak or you're not a burden. Um, and it's going to be okay. Like you're going to make it through this, but you, you gotta like, you have to learn to love yourself and you have to put your faith and your trust in God mm-hmm. and believe in yourself, believe that you deserve better and know your worth. And yeah, God loves you. That's what I would say. Yes. Awesome. Thank you so very much for your wisdom, for your <laughs> knowledge, for sharing that with us today. I so appreciate you. Thank you for joining me today. Yes, Susie, it was definitely a pleasure. I mean, I was so honored to be on here and hopefully this can bless and help someone and, you know, don't be afraid to reach out. I'm here. Anyone listening, um, you're not alone. So Absolutely. yeah. Yeah. All right, Joy, thank you so very much for joining me today. I hope you have a great day. You too. Talk to you soon. All righty. Bye. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes, that is amazing. Like, um, and I stumbled upon her uh, 
I'm, I'm actually um, in Movement Makers. That's how I met her current boyfriend. And I saw that, you know, I think he posted a picture of, you know, that he was in this relationship with her. And I went and looked at her videos because I had never, you know, I mean, I didn't know her, but I met her through him. But when I saw her videos, I was like, oh, my goodness, like she's speaking my language, really, you know, because that's where I've been, you know, and I was in that relationship for 20 years and didn't know that that was a narcissist. And, you know, like I'm not, you know, like I've told y'all before, like I don't want to rekindle anything with him. Only thing that I want to do is just be a too healthy co-parent. That's it. You know, um, and I would like to believe that that people can grow out of their childhood pain because that really is to me what narcissists you know, narcissism is about, you know, it's a lot of abuse, um, that's been built up, uh, you know, over the years and they just never went to go seek help about it, you know? So, um, but again, Joy's information will be in the description box. If you are someone who is struggling with, leaving a narcissistic, if you think that that person may be a narcissist, um, if you have left and you're struggling to find your footing, reach out, reach out. I am not um, educated enough in that area. I've just been through it, but Joy is doing it. So reach out to her if you are going through. That's what she's here for. That's what I'm here for is to bring these amazing people to you so that you can get the resources and the help you need to heal. Because really, just like she said, it really is about you knowing your worth, you know, because we all grew up in these traumatic households where we were pretty much told that we weren't enough. You know, we were led to believe that we weren't enough. Maybe you grew up in a single parent household. Maybe your dad wasn't there. Maybe you grew up in a foster care system. Who knows? But at any point in time in your life, you may have felt like you weren't enough. And that's what it really is about. It's about going to love yourself and realizing that you have, you were always enough. You were always enough. It was just people who did not know how to appreciate who you are. So I hope y'all enjoyed the podcast today. You know what? I am really loving bringing these people to you guys and sharing their knowledge, their light, their wisdom. Um, because like I said before, I know I'm not here for everybody. But I want to bring you different people because maybe you may resonate with Joy's story. Maybe you found yourself in a narcissistic abusive relationship, you know, and maybe you are wanting to have that healthy, thriving relationship with another individual and you got to have it with yourself first. So um, I thank y'all so very much. If you enjoyed the topic today, I invite you to subscribe to my monthly self-care newsletter where I provide tips, tools, and resources on loving yourself deeper every day. Once you are subscribed, you will receive my free ebook, which is From Victim to Victor, How to Live an Empowered Life Beyond Abuse. The ebook was created to move you from victim to victor and help you live an empowered life beyond the abuse and depression of your past. It was created to push you and assist you with redirecting yourself toward a more peaceful, happier existence. All subscribers receive 25% off the five poetry book bundle, 15% off all products and free access to the private Facebook ebook support community from victim to victor, how to live an empowered life beyond depression and abuse. 
There's daily encouragement, weekly challenges. I sometimes do daily challenges and weekly live Zoom meetings with Q&A every Friday at 6 o'clock p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Uh, you can access that group get all your discounts, get all your freebies uh, when you subscribe to the monthly newsletter today. And you can do that by copy copying the link in the description box below or by visiting suzysuttles.com. I want to send a special shout out of love and thank you to all my YouTube subscribers, podcast subscribers, and podcast listener supporters. I thank you for your love, kindness, and generosity. It is greatly appreciated. Look, when you make a monthly love offering in support of this podcast, it not only helps to sustain future episodes, it assists the mission of A Mother's Touch, Inc., which is to provide co-parents and families with love, nurturing, guidance, and the resources they need to become a healthier, happier, more holistic version of themselves. We also assist men and women financially who are leaving domestic violence relationships and struggling financially. Um, you know, I just really want to be the person that I needed when I was leaving my narcissistic abusive relationship. So um, if this is your first time listening to the podcast on Anchor, Apple, Breaker, Google Podcasts, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, Spotify, or YouTube, thank you for being here. I invite you to subscribe to the podcast and become a listener supporter. Uh, all, all, all support is greatly appreciated. If you or someone you know is in need of financial assistance, please, uh, please visit www.amotherstouchinc.org and fill out the form for financial assistance. You can also make a love offering donation there or via Cash App. Uh, which is dollar sign a mother's touch Inc or Venmo, which is at a mother's touch Inc. Um, and mothers is spelled with a Z. That's all I got for y'all today. I love y'all and I thank y'all for joining me, but you know, before I let you go, I have to send a prayer of love out into the universe. So let's go ahead and do that Dear universe. I thank you. I love you. I, I I'm so grateful and thankful to be able to use this platform and assistance to serve and help other people um, to become their best self, to leave unhealthy and toxic relationships, to love themselves unconditionally and know that they are worthy. Because when we love ourselves, we ultimately love you. That is the greatest love of all. And I just cover every single person who is listening to this podcast today. I pray that they will get what they came to get that they will take everything that, that, that resonates with them and they'll leave the rest behind and that they'll seek out the proper resources and guidance and tools necessary to heal, to love themselves and to go further, to find their purpose, to help other people on their journey. So it is a privilege and an honor to be in this space um, of service and I don't take it for granted. And I'm thankful and grateful. I am thankful and grateful um, for another day and I just ask that you would cover everyone that tuned in today um, wrap your loving arms around them if they are going through anything today um, I love you and I thank you I'm blessed to see another day so with that being said let's rock it out let's get her done and so be it and so it is amen I thank y'all for joining me today I want you to go out have an awesome, amazing, and beautiful day today from my heart to yours, as always. Namaste. If you experienced 
rejection, abandonment, trauma, or abuse as a child, you may find it difficult to create a healthy, happy, and holistic life. You are not alone. I am Coach Susie, and I am a survivor of addiction and narcissistic domestic violence abuse. I was raised by a mother who experienced narcissistic personality disorder, and I experienced every type of abuse. I was rejected, abandoned, and traumatized before the age of 10. As I grew older, I attracted these same type of relationships into my life because this was my life. It was all I knew, and it was what I was accustomed to until I introduced myself to something different. In 2015, I left a 20-year unhealthy and abusive relationship with a man who struggles with narcissistic personality disorder. And I began a journey into loving myself unconditionally. It took me five years to accomplish living a happy, healthy, and holistic life and that was primarily due to the lack of financial and educational resources for people like me who were severely traumatized as children and grew up in impoverished neighborhoods. The Loving Yourself Unconditionally movement was created from the mind of a traumatized child who struggled for years with self-doubt and low self-esteem. But I learned to love herself unconditionally beyond past abuse and thrive successfully in life with PTSD, bipolar disorder, and ADHD. I struggled to love myself unconditionally due to the mental and emotional abuse I received as a child. The voices of doubt, fear, and not good enough would constantly haunt me until I began to change my mind. The Loving Yourself Unconditionally movement is a community of people who desire to learn practical and effective ways to love themselves unconditionally beyond abuse. The Loving Yourself Unconditionally movement is not about chasing perfection and trying to be perfect. It's about learning to love yourself unconditionally in every area of your life, no matter what that looks like. It's about becoming the healthiest, happiest, and truest version of yourself, no matter what that looks like. If you are ready to learn how to love yourself unconditionally beyond abuse, pre-register today at suzysuttles.com. Everyone has something to teach us. My question to you is, are you ready to learn?